Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to Hale Varsity Radio, the voice of Husker Nation. Insight, opinion, expertise, with the biggest and best names talking Nebraska across the state. Join the show on Twitter at Hale Varsity and at Schmidt underscore radio. Call in at 402-466-ESPN or 1-800-825-5865. Here's Chris Schmidt. Back with you, it's Hour 2, it's Hale Varsity Radio. We're presented by Currency for all your equipment financing needs. We welcome in with the sporting news, Bill Bender with us at BillBender92 is where you can follow him. Bill, we'll dive into some college football and coaching cycle and NFL, but man, uh, one of the million, uh, Coach Mike Leach passing away and uh, the college football world's reacting. And Did you have any, any fun stories or interactions with Coach? Well, I know you had more. I, you know, I, I put in a column I wrote today. I'd interviewed him back in '15 for a story about Luke Falk, mm-hmm. and I was, you know, you went into the interview. I know you knew him a little more, and I was in, in, anticipating all these crazy conversations, and that was good. But it was talk about Luke Falk. Before I thought about, it, I was like, you know what? That was his assignment there. And then, you know, in future interactions, obviously, God, he's just a great person. You know, a great mm-hmm. quote great for the game, a colorful character. But as I put, contribution to the actual game is is what is going to stand out with me. I mean, 17 of the last 21 years, Mike Leach's teams led the FBS in passing attempts. I love it. That is impressive. And you look at coach's coaching tree. I mean, wow, is, is what you got to say with guys that not only have thrived, but one at a very high level at, at some major spots. Yeah, you know, it, it really is. And I, I, you know, like I said, I was, talking, I was looking through his quarterbacks, and, you know, he had like nine guys that threw for 4,000 yards. He coached Cliff Kingsbury, who's in the NFL. He coached Graham Harrell, and Lincoln Riley was an assistant for him. Sonny Cumbie. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, and it, it really has changed the game if you think about it, you know. Years ago or so, the the college football was still a run, you know, run the ball and establish the run and, and pass from there. Now it's you set up the run by passing the football, and it's a wide open game. And I think a lot of that is because of Mike Leach and his unapologetic way of playing his style was great. And then, of course, as you you probably have millions of stories, um, the quotes were better. <laughs> <laughs> He, uh, his, his personality was incredible. Uh, the fun he had, his, his roughness as well, just the, the accountability portion of his equation, uh, extremely impressive, but just uh, how giving and caring, how much fun he was. And there's a lot of folks that got uh, to spend time with him, and he made people feel great. And he gave uh you know, Bill, that's it. I mean, he gave time. He was such a 
such a great dude in that way where he he just loved to chat with you, loved to talk to people. Yeah, and and you know that's that's what made him so fun. I mean, we live in this world now where most—I'm not going to say most—but a lot of college football are what is it? They're prepackaged statements. They're I call it the cliche wheel when you mm-hmm. ask a question. Um, you know, it there there was no script with his answers you know and we all know the greatest hits whether it was the one about the marriage the wedding <laughs> the mascot fight the i went back and watched them all last night i forgot about the one where he talked about wanting a pet raccoon and you know i, I if i could compare him to somebody it reminds me of like my buddies when you know you're sitting there on your couch at nine at night and then you're like hey what's your favorite uh you know that one like <laughs> what's your favorite candy or hey is will chamberlain better than uh Michael Jordan, that kind of guy, he would feed into that. He'd be the perfect person to debate all those things with. He, it was fun. It was, it was fun. It was fun. And the off-air talks were priceless. The on-air talks were incredible. And just the, the life and times of the pirate with uh, his travels. And I mean, everybody knows him. And, and then he, you'd ask, you know, you kind of say, dude, what was, what's, what's that rarefied air like where you're at a, event in vegas with barkley or you're down in uh you know hemingway land with with john goodman okay you just bump into one another at a watering hole and and his advice is if if you're ever in key west uh, don't drink with john goodman <laughs> this is back when john was was drinking john's no longer drinking anymore but I, I mean, just just the way he says. Like, by the way, if you ever get down to Key West, <laughs> don't don't drink with John John Goodman. <laughs> so I mean, that's yeah. I mean, and that's what we lose. And and sixty one's far too soon. Oh, man. I mean, yeah. that's one that, that just makes me feel for his family and um, you know the Mississippi State community, all the players. I, I thought it was really impressive last night that. You saw Texas Tech, you know, posting and countless mm-hmm. coaches that, you know, he was part of that. And um, it's a tough one. It's a tough day um, when you lose somebody like that and it takes a little bit away from the whole season and those kind of things. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see how Mississippi State reacts, but he definitely will be missed. Bill Bender is with us, Sporting News, Hale Varsity Radio, remembering the Pirate at BillBender92 on Twitter is where you follow him. Bill, I, I want to get your take on the coaching cycle here for 2022. We have not talked to you since Coach Rule has been brought in, but it's been a pretty fascinating coaching uh, cycle. I mean, we've got you Freeze at Auburn, Brahms off to Louisville, Fickles at Wisconsin, Coach Prime is poised and ready in Boulder. I want to start with Rule, though, and what do you think the, the biggest thing Coach Rule can bring to Nebraska? What what do you anticipate him being able to do in Lincoln? What's his biggest strength as you look at him? Uh, I think, you know, you want I want to see how he does with recruiting. From a scheme standpoint, I think he could create something rather quickly that he had at Temple, that he had it at Baylor, where, you know, Baylor was set up for success when he left. And he flipped them and and Temple into double-digit win teams. And in the Big Ten West, I just think he'll do a good job. Now, the the key, and I'm just going to say this about every coach, is what can he do for recruiting in the NIL era? That's what we need to figure out. Um, Can he 
bring the four and five star athletes to Nebraska and, you know, improve that talent? Can he build the offensive and defensive lines to, I mean, I don't know that you're targeting like Iowa and Minnesota and Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Like, because Wisconsin's going to evolve with Luke Fickle and um, Minnesota has evolved on some level with PJ Fleck. I just think he's got a, he's got a project. And if you give him some patience, I think it's a great hire. I think patience is, is absolutely key. And, and I think he's going to turn guys into that, that four star or better talent. I think he'll find some players he can mold and I think he can, I the talent, and then I think he can develop it, and that's that's you know Nebraska's either not developed the talent they've been able to bring in, or they've just missed on the evaluation bill. And and I think Fickle, I uh, should say, Rule and his staff do do just really good work with that. I mean, you look at some well, some recruiting comps, and you're like, okay, Nebraska just he recently, right? You just had 16 kids in for an official visit. Okay, who's offering? It's Nebraska and who else? Monmouth, or I mean, right? I mean, that's so. It's not always a peer uh, recruiting type situation, but it's a it's a it's a guy that rule or somebody on his staff like, and that here's what we can do. Here's what we can project with the kid. Well, and if if I may, like a model you could follow, honestly, is what Harbaugh has done in Michigan. Yeah, they're not they're not loaded with five star talent. They have a bunch of four-star guys. And one of the things, I think that's what we tried to look when Nebraska hired Frost. I thought this would be the same trajectory of, you know, Michigan had some rough years with Harbaugh, but you, you've seen them turn the corner now. And now I don't, I think they're going to have something to say about who wins the big 10 every year. Mm. Um, And some of that is look at his talent evaluation. He gets a Colston Lublin out of Idaho. He gets, you know, some of his offensive linemen are three stars. He does a very good job. One of the things Jim Harbaugh's not given enough credit for is um, developing talent. He takes a three-star kid and turns him into an NFL player. Well, that, I think, will be the route for Rule uh, if if it's to work in Lincoln. Bill Bender with us here on Hale Varsity Radio Sporting News at Bill Bender 92. Let's talk Wisconsin for a minute, Bill, and their evolution. They're, they're at a bit of a crossroads, and, man, did they get a – Heck of a good football coach. I think Fickle probably realized how tough it was to 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 do an encore. He was great last year. They they lost a lot of talent. They're still really good this year, but they're not playoff good, right? So uh, they're nine and three opposed to, to knocking on the playoff door. And now is the time to jump to, to Wisconsin. Uh, what do you what do you see with Fickle and Wisconsin? It's not going to be the Christ or Leonard or Barry Alvarez uh, mode anymore. I mean, right? He's going air raid on offense. I think he's going to try to develop a quarterback like a Desmond Ritter, and this is exactly what Wisconsin needs because I don't think he'll stray too far from their identity, though. Okay. He'll still start in the trenches. It'll still start with defense. I mean, you know, our our All-American team dropped today, and, Ivan Pace is a first-team selection. He was a two-star linebacker that they turned into an All-American at Cincinnati. Um, Sauce Gardner is one of the best players in the NFL, (laughs) and he developed him at Cincinnati. So I think he's going to take what he did there, and he's a very good recruiter. He has uh, throughout the Midwest because of his – he's got some Catholic school ties too. That never hurts in the Midwest. And um, I 
think he's going to do a really nice job there. I think Wisconsin, uh, you know, with all due respect for what show him on, I think Wisconsin made the best hire of this cycle with him. No, you could absolutely argue that. I mean, it was a great get. Do you like Dion, Coach Prime at Colorado? I know that there's so much buzz, and I think he'll he'll recruit. And uh, and you know, the Pac-12s uh, still got the Hollywood flavor for another year or so. I think he's going to do a great job recruiting. I think he's going to increase the visibility on a Colorado football program that has obviously been dormant for a very long time. I'm wondering what – no, the, he's a guy, though, and I've been saying this a couple times, Chris, that people already have their mind made up, right? Sure. So if they're 5-7 if they're and seven next season, which I think they'll probably be about 5-7 and seven or 6-6, six and six, um, one person will say, what a wonderful season, and, and the, the next person will say, he's, see, I told you he was a flop. Mm. So I think it's just somewhere in between where I'm, I'm glad he's in the game. I mean, it kind of – you know – Mike Leach was a very good personality for the game. I think Dion, whether you love him or hate him, it's great for college football having him on the sideline. I personally, I always tell people I didn't like him when he played because he played for the Cowboys and I'm a Packers fan, but I recognize exactly how good he was. I told my son the other night, Chris, that Tyreek Hill, I was like, go play man out there and he wouldn't, he wouldn't worry about it. And he would have, <laughs> he would have, yeah. he, he would have, not only would he would have, would Dion probably have blanketed the cheetah, but he probably would have had a punt return later in the game and then went and hit a yeah. home run. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was a, a fantastic athlete. I want to see it and I want to see, you know, I'm not one of those guys that's going to root for somebody like him to fail. I, I think it's great to have him in the game. I think he will be funny. He will bring interest to it. And, like I said, on on the it started with the Twitter speech mm-hmm. night where, you know, some people were saying, "Well, that's just horrible coaching," and others were saying, "That's that's great motivation." With me, as always, I try to say that's probably somewhere in the middle. Well, I think he's pretty straightforward expectation wise with the guys in the locker room. Uh, Brom to Louisville. I mean, that this is a a big loss for the Big Ten. Brom, uh, the last two years and three of the last four years had things going. It Purdue, nine wins, some monster upsets, and a Big Ten championship run this year. But uh, home is home. And, uh, man, what a loss for Purdue. No, um, it, it really is. It's a, it's a loss. It's, it's one of those things where, um, you know, he, he's such an – I love watching his play calling. Yeah. I love his aggressive play calling. I love some of the creativity in his game. Aiden O'Connell, I was telling people the other during the Big Ten Championship week, it's like he's going to play in the NFL. I was like, I don't know if he's going to be great, but he's going to play. He'll, he'll play as a backup at the very least. And Brom helped develop him. I mean, sometimes it's just the alma mater calls and you want to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no reason for him not to. And I think that's a really good gift for Louisville, especially with the way that he'll be able to develop those quarterbacks. And for Purdue – yeah, like a lot of people are saying, Garrett Riley probably should be one of their first calls to keep it going with what they do. They're always – both of those schools share something in common. They always have – you know, every once in a while they, they pop out an NFL quarterback and they play very well. Uh, Bill Bender with us, Sporting News at Bill Bender 92 Remember to follow him. Bill, before we get you out, and thanks for remembering the Pirate with us today, college football playoff. Uh, Leach wanted a field of 64 We'll get a field of 12 
uh, pretty soon. But but right now, uh, are we looking at Georgia, Michigan for the for the championship, or do you have a, a little bit uh, of more faith in TCU and Ohio State? I think Michigan will win, but it's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. It will happen in the second half, which has kind of happened with them all year. I think Max Duggan's going to give them some fits, though, the way that he can make plays. And, you know, it's it's one of those, and you know that from 12 days, like, style wins. Mm-hmm. Does TCU's Big 12, 12 style win, or does Michigan's Big 10 style win? And then on the other side, um, I think it's going to give Georgia a game. I don't know if they're going to win, but. I think when you have that much four and five star talent that's coming off a loss and kind of had their pride challenged after the Michigan loss, I do think they'll come out and play and, and keep it close. Bill, take care and thanks for your time today. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having me on.